Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we take up wink of an eye. Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of Trekking Through Compliance. His mission, to explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Trekking Through Compliance, episode 66, Wink of an Eye. In this episode of Tracking Through Compliance, we consider the episode Wink of an Eye, which aired on November 29th, 1968, and occurred on Stardate 5710.5. Story synopsis. While exploring an outer quadrant of the galaxy, the Enterprise receives a distress call from the planet Skalos. A group of five Skalosians claim to be the last survivors of a civilization of 900,000. However, a landing party consisting of Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and Compton is unable to locate the source of the transmission. Kirk then thinks he detects the buzzing of insects, but Bone's tricorder does not register them. Queer goings-on follow when Compton mysteriously disappears right in front of McCoy. When Kirk and the landing party return to the Enterprise, a number of malfunctions occur on board the ship, which cannot be explained. As Kirk is examined for ill effects, he again notices the buzzing sound he heard on the surface and correctly concludes that aliens must have beamed aboard. Spock detects an alien machine being installed into the environmental control, but two security guards are not permitted to enter the chamber when he and Spock proceed into it. When Spock attempts to disconnect the machine, he is prevented so by a force field. When Kirk and Spock attempt to phaser the device, their phasers instantaneously disappear. Back on the bridge, Kirk's coffee is drugged and his metabolism is accelerated as a result. In the accelerated phase, Kirk meets the Skalosians who have beaten aboard, including the Skalosian queen, Dila, who greets Kirk by embracing and kissing him. Kirk tries to stun Dila, but she steps aside before the normal speed phaser beam can get close after Kirk tries to phaser her. Kirk rushes to the life support room, but is blocked by entering from Compton, the disappeared red shirt. Kirk forces his way past, but then is stunned by the Skalosians. However, Compton is injured by the Skalosian head scientist, suffers cell damage, and Kirk witnesses the rapid aging, which results in Compton's immediate death. Because the Skalosian men are sterile, the crew members of the Enterprise are to be frozen by a machine hooked up to the life support system and used for mating stock for generations to come. The Skalosians have been forced to use this technique for propagation ever since their water was polluted by radiation released by volcanic eruptions multiple years ago, resulting in the sterility of males. Kirk himself is to be the husband of Dila, much to the chagrin of her chief scientist, Rayal, who is deeply in love with her. More on that Je- jealous triangle later. 
Kirk makes a tape for Spock in which he explains all this and places the tape in a slot for McCoy to find. He then sabotages the transporter so he cannot be beamed down in order to gain more time and pretends to be smitten with Dila in order to steal her weapon. McCoy discovers the tape and Kirk is able, rather Spock is able to read it by greatly slowing it down. Meanwhile, Rial is jealous of Kirk's romancing of Dila and attacks him before Dila can make him stop at phaser point. Bones discovers a way to decelerate Kirk and Spock accelerates himself to the Scalosian level by drinking the Scalosian water before McCoy can stop him in order to deliver the remedy. Rial activates the device and life support, but Kirk then steals Dila's weapon, and he meets up with Spock, and the two of them stun Rial. They destroy the Scalosian machine. The Scalosians are returned to their planet to live out the rest of their lives, recognizing the Federation will not permit any more starships to enter the area. Kirk successfully tries McCoy's concoction and returns to normal speed in front of a surprise Scotty. Meanwhile, Spock repairs the damage to the Enterprise in record speed while still being hyper-accelerated before he decelerates. So what are the fun facts from this episode? Well, uh, it's sex, and I know sex sells, and this is one of the, uh, the episodes where Kirk actually has sex, or as we would say in the 60s and 70s, got laid. Um, so what was sex like on uh, TV in the 60s? Well, it was not supposed to be discussed, yet the producers managed to slip past the censors the scene suggesting that Dila and Kirk just had sex. The captain is sitting on the edge of his bed, tugging on his boot while Dila is busy brushing her hair. Harumph, harumph. Every teenage boy who saw that knew what had happened. What are some of the continuity fun facts from this episode? The ultimately used title of this episode was a working title for the Star Trek Voyager episode, Blink of an Eye, which had a similar premise of a hyper-accelerated alien entering the starship, but without hostile intent. Also, after Spock drinks the Scalosian water sample in the medical lab to accelerate himself to Scalosian time, McCoy and Nurse Chapel are seen by Spock starting to slow down so that they begin to appear almost motionless. Spock, now fully accelerated, leaves the lab with samples of the synthesized chemicals needed to counteract the hyper-acceleration for Kirk and himself. As Spock walks away, McCoy's eyes can be seen moving in the accelerated time frame as his eyes follow Spock leaving the scene. So the fun episode, some great science fiction uh, once again, as you would expect, and uh, got away from the darkness of the prior episode of Plato's Stepchildren. So what are the compliance takeaways from this episode? Well, the first one is, what uh, questions should your board be asking? Uh, many boards really fail on compliance oversight, and frankly, it's because they don't know really what their role is or how to fulfill their role on the board. I would suggest three general areas of inquiry, structural questions, cultural questions, and risk management questions. So uh, certainly happy to share more if you want more information on those questions, or you can check out my book, The Compliance Handbook, which explains it all. Uh, next up, as CCO, who do you report to? Well, um, of course, there's nothing informally from the Department of Justice or Securities and Exchange Commission around what you should uh, who the CCO should report to. Um, they leave it up to individual organizations. I would say in the 
uh, Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs 2019 Guidance from the Department of Justice. They came as close as uh, I have seen to suggesting that the CCO needs to be separate and apart from the uh, general counsel's office. Nevertheless, if you report to the general counsel, the key is that you have board access. So do you have board access? And that's really what I think the Department of Justice is going to look at. And then finally, um, what is the tone at the very top of your organization? So here... Uh, There's only a few scolosions, but clearly the tone at the top was they had to get human breeding stock because uh, the men were sterile. So uh, if the tone at the top of your organization is to engage in conduct that is nefarious or illegal, uh, that message is going to go throughout the organization. Join us tomorrow on Trekking Through Compliance when we take up the episode in one of my favorites, The Empath. If you enjoyed this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, you can help it grow by sharing it with the biggest Trek fan you know. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.